Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of an Evolved Review. I'm your host, James Caleb Kitchens, and as always, I'm joined by none other than straight from the SWN, Caleb Stovall. Welcome back to the program, man. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm looking forward to this because I'm looking forward to uh, another AEW pay-per-view, man. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, I, I I fear tonight that that uh, I may sound a bit more like I sounded when we previewed Full Gear last year, uh, in my opinions about a few things, than, than, I, than the way I've talked about AEW as of late, probably like the last, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes that we have done. Um, what? Uh, so, Why is that? <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 we will get into it. We'll get into it. So if you clicked on this episode, uh, we are going to be previewing Full Gear, which is this weekend. Um, it's going to be, uh, something really fantastic. I'm actually going to try to go and see it in a theater. Um, it's going to be on the, the 13th, uh, which is a Saturday. I'm hyped for it. Uh, I think seeing it in a theater will be amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just think that, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun experience if nothing else. So yeah, we're going to preview full gear. We're going to watch it this weekend and then next week we'll be right back to review the uh, pay-per-view. Um, before we get into that, man, uh, I do want to say one thing. Uh, you know, uh, today we're recording this pretty late. Um, so when it comes out, it'll be uh, Friday the uh, the 12th. And I, I want to say that, uh, that it's officially Disney Plus Day. Uh, so if you're interested in that, so Marvel, Star Wars, ESPN, uh, National Geographic, all that stuff, going to be tons of updates coming out today there's already been a few leaks we may get a new um uh spider-man far from home trailer we may get a obi-wan kenobi trailer i mean there's just going to be uh disney is just going to open the floodgates and pour out everything they've got so we actually had um none other than a superhero homie q from the superhero homies podcast on uh last week and we ran that whole thing down so you can check that out that's a uh, fantastic episode where we talk about everything that may be there uh, and uh, some speculation too. Um, on yeah, to tonight's. Know, it, it's interesting, real quick, if I may, about Disney. You know, Disney has always, technically, like like ever since they've been in existence, been this like low key haven for nerdum, and now like I feel like they've officially stamped it, basically. They really have. I mean, they're competing so hard uh, with Netflix and all these other um, companies. I mean, one of the things that we talk about on the episode is today they are bringing in the IMAX uh, format to Disney+. Plus. So not only can you get 4K, not only can you get HDR, but you can get IMAX uh, picture format, which means the bars on the top and bottom of your screen are going to be basically non-existent. You're going to get a full, uh, full frame image there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, they're cheaper than Netflix. Like it's less than half the cost of Netflix. If you want the same like 4k HDR stuff. Um, Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, and, and I've all, I've been impressed with the Disney plus app, um, from day one. I think that they've done a really good job, um, for the most part with it. And I like their original content. And they're putting Shang-Chi out for free to everyone i can't wait to see that and that's been their biggest movie of the year by far um and it's only been i think it came out in theaters in september 
So for them to just say, hey, here it is for free, I mean, that's going to, people are going to be flooding Disney Plus to watch it. I saw it in theaters. I want to see it again. Um, I want to hit a current event before we get into full gear, man. Uh, I know that, I, I know music is is like your thing. It's, it, you know, for you, wrestling and music are like right there, um, you know, and I, I want to say that, uh, you know, I just want to. Uh, put a statement out there that, uh, you know, our hearts go out to the uh, victims and their families from the, the very tragic and uh, honestly infuriating events from the Travis Scott concert. And I know you've got something to say about it. Yeah, very uh, infuriating. Um, as you know, I am uh, I, I basically work for the news. Um, so I have been seeing this story literally all week. Um yeah, concerts, man, um, I've always uh, said this, and, and I truly believe this. This is just me personally. Um, I believe that other than a live wrestling show, there's nothing better than live music. Um, you know, for me personally, that's uh, metal, hardcore shows and everything. That, that That's what I basically uh, was going to watch in high school and stuff like that. Um, and as I got older... Uh, and, and kind of going through college, I went to a thing called Carolina Rebellion. And yep. uh, it was in North Carolina. Very big event. Whole, it held about 30,000 people uh, for the most part. One year there was 60,000 because it was Slipknot. All right. Yep. And for all of the things that people say about metal and stuff like that, I went to those shows not once did I feel like I'm going to die in, in, in this pit or I'm going to die just standing here trying to watch an artist and stuff like that. And that's Slipknot, mind you. Slipknot. One of, the, one of the biggest extreme metal bands you can find out there. Probably the biggest, uh, if, 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 we're, if we're just going to be honest. They're probably the biggest heavy band that I've ever seen. And... They've never had that kind of problem. However, uh, yes, I followed up on this Astro World thing, man. Um, I, I, I gotta say this: if at two thirty p.m. when people are rushing the barricade already, you should already th something in your mind should go, "Hey, something's not right here. Maybe we need to, you know, do something here." No, no one thought that. Everyone thought, all right, let's just go on with the show and everything like that. Cool. Then Travis Scott gets up there. And um, I, so basically from what I understand happens, and I've, I've seen this, I've, I've been a part of this kind of thing. A big surge happened, basically. Like people just started uh, clamoring up to the stage, basically. And um, right then and there, Someone up, someone upstage, someone in the director's booth, someone should have seen something. Someone should have known something was wrong. Like, like, hey, something's not right here. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what they saw and everything like that. But now here's where here's where the part that pisses me off is when Travis Scott gets up there sees an ambulance in the crowd and just thinks, hey, everything's fine. Let me just go and let me try to get these motherfuckers more hype, you know? And then what made it even worse was Drake showing up 
and make the crowd even more frenzy. It was a terrible situation. It was terribly handled. Everything about it was terrible. And I hope that Travis Scott loses everything. I truly hope so. And he probably will because he's got 18 lawsuits and counting. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's come out about this concert. And it just sounds like just the, I mean, it sounds like an absolute like worst case scenario for going to a concert. I mean, that report came out today that there was someone in the audience that was uh, going around injecting people with fentanyl, in, like at random. I've which heard is, that, but I've also heard that that's been disproven. May, maybe so. I mean, uh, toxicology reports will show that in a heartbeat. So yeah, I, I mean, just it, I mean, it just sounds like everything from the top down was awful, and, and it sounds like it was incredibly poorly run. Um, and I kind of wonder if maybe we're starting to see like people who haven't gone to anything public event for two years are like a lot of people are coming out to these things, uh, because there was a similar, uh, not, not as not deadly, but, uh, there was a Morgan Wallen concert near Atlanta not too long ago. Uh, I think last week and there was tons of reports that came out about that event being incredibly poorly managed and people having to wait four and five hours to get into the venue and just, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know, man, I don't know if it's people cutting corners, I, but, but I do know that, you know, the, the same way it is with wrestling, the same way it is with any event. If you're the promoter of that event, if you're the manager of that event, if you're stage manager, your number one priority. And we've talked about this a million times is the safety of your talent and the safety of your patrons. Mm -hmm. And if your customers do not have a safe environment, they are not going to come to that. <laughs> and they shouldn't. Here's uh, what I what, what no one else has said also about it, what I've noticed um, as well. You've already got people in the crowd passing out and stuff like that. It's extremely hard to breathe because everyone's on top of each other. No one has mentioned this. Did you see how much pyro they were um, blasting off on the stage? That doesn't help because you can feel that from the crowd. So you add in the pyro that's going off. You add in all of the other stuff. Just, it, 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 it was. It, it's a poorly run event. And, and, and I've seen poorly run events, all right? I think, I've, I've thought every year that I went to at Warp Tour was poorly run for the most part. Right. Um, I've thought several other things. Never once, though, did I think, though, that this was a deadly situation or anything right. like that. And, I mean, just I can't imagine what it was like being in that crowd when all you're trying to do is you're just trying to enjoy the performance. You're just trying to enjoy what you came to see. And now all of a sudden, instead of enjoying it, you're now having to, like, fight off people you're having to like uh wait a minute am i gonna make it out of this alive and stuff like that i mean it's just very badly run um they should have known something was gonna happen and then but but here's i think what was another insulting thing not which was right after that guess what travis scott and drake did after the event what's that they had an after party. That doesn't shock me either, unfortunately. 
They had an after party. Drake threw an after party and Travis Scott went to it. And then the very next day post that little. Did, did you see the most BS Instagram post? I, 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 I didn't. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to tell you now. Um, Drake is going to be in R. Kelly's situation uh, like 10 years from now or less. You're going to see all that shit coming out. It's going to be bad. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that. So I want to yeah. get into the uh, I want to get into the to the main event tonight. Uh, but I did want to note that because it is, uh, you know, we are all about entertainment here. It's been in uh, the news a lot, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going around about it. And you know, like I said, uh, uh, you know, those people should file those lawsuits, and they should go forward with it, and they should get whatever they can. And if there's legal and criminal consequences. So be it. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, into uh, the the main event tonight. Uh, full gear, AEW. It's coming up. Technically, it's tomorrow. We're recording this at like one in the morning. Uh, so yeah. So we're basically just gonna run down the card here. We're gonna talk about, uh, you know, kind of our uh, uh, expectations for this show, uh, our predictions for this show, and then you know, kind of what may happen beyond and then we may even you know we're gonna speculate on who may or may not show up um very quickly right off the right off the bat here um you know i'll just we, we could briefly touch on the pre-show match um and, and i'm very upset about this like this is gonna be a recurring theme tonight but thunder rosa is on the fucking poster for this event and um. She is in a fucking throwaway pre-show match. It's Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus uh, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Uh, okay, I didn't know that uh, going into this. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking garbage, dude. Like, they could just let Shida and Thunder have a match on the main card. This is true. This is true. Or, 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 or let them have the pre-show. Let them just have 30 minutes of the pre-show to just go at it. Yeah, yeah, that, that could. I mean, I don't even, I don't really watch the pre-shows anyways, so I, I didn't know what was on it. Right. But it's it's a shame that Thunder Rosa is, in my opinion, the absolute best person they have. And they are not using her in any way to her potential like they they booked her because she's good. They signed her because she's good, and they're not doing anything with her. And now she's in this. Oh yeah, we're just gonna get you on the card. I mean, she didn't even have a match until this week. Wow. <laughs> but she's on the fucking poster. Wow, I did not know that. Um, yeah, I, I I do wish that they would do more stuff with her. Maybe they have some stuff eventually planned, and they're just not ready for it yet. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with that. But um, I agree with you. I'd like to see more of her on the on the main stuff and battling with Britt Baker, especially after those two had one of the best you know matches of 2020. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'm. I mean, I am beyond pissed at several things AEW is doing, but I think their booking of her may be at the top of that list because it's like you literally have somebody who is a fucking superstar signed, and 
you're not doing anything with them. Like, we've talked about this a lot. The women's division, to me, is by far the weakest aspect of AEW. Um, and that's just problematic. Uh, moving on, and, and here's something I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the Dynamite ratings. because, And I know, I know you and Myron are both like, shut up and wrestle. Right. Uh, but it, it's hard to deny that CM Punk came back. They saw a big spike in the ratings. But week over week, man, uh, last Dynamite of September, they lost 121,000 viewers. They lost another 99,000 the following week. They lost 326,000 the following week. They lost 152,000 the following week. Last week of October, they got a nice bump in viewership, 360,000. But that's nowhere near what they lost over that time frame. Uh, they lost 63,000 after that. They gained 34,000 back this week. Um, the rating in their key demo that they're always talking about has dropped significantly. Um Before, you know, I, and I, the reason I'm saying this now before we start going over this main card is because it's very, very clear that if you look at when the big ratings boosts happen, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, it's very clear that people, that they are a draw and people want to see them, but... You can't blame the talent or their ability to draw when they're bringing in those kind of numbers and then the way you're using them is dropping those numbers back off because people are tuning in to see those three guys. And I'm not saying it's just those three guys. I mean, there's uh, there's a big fan following out there for uh, Christian Cage. There's a big fan following out there for Jungle Boy. I think there's Marty a big Allen. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge fan following for him. I think there's a big fan following for the Lucha Brothers. But, and, and, and I mean, Chris Jericho too. But, I mean, if you look up and down the card, um, I hate the way that CM Punk is being used. I absolutely hate it. I mean, I loved that, uh, that he got the match with Matt Seidel. I, that was amazing. But I that hate... That was awesome. I hate the way Punk's being used. Um, they side railed him with that really dumb team Taz story. Nobody gives a single shit about team Taz. Uh, I don't think Taz gives a shit about team Taz when you listen to him talk about it. Um, you know, they've got Brian Danielson. I, they, 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 they hit the ground running with Brian Danielson and made it look like he was going right after Kenny for the belt. And then they swerved back into this Adam Page storyline from two months ago, three months ago, whatever. Feels like maybe longer than that. Yeah. Half of your audience was not watching your product when Daniel, when uh, Adam Page was chasing the title. Half of your audience doesn't know who the fuck he is. What are you doing? <laughs> like... what? Yeah, I mean, look, and, and and I've said that kind of with uh, to myself a little bit with um, with how they with what I have seen so far. 
Um, I don't understand why, you know, it, it is clear to me that if you took away the elite, the one that everyone clearly does want to see from the elite is Adam Cole. That right. is who they want to see. And, now, and it doesn't matter if he is a bad guy or a good guy. It does not matter. You can use him, put him in front of the camera, and people just want to see him. You people know? are going to cheer for him regardless. That, and, and, and see, this is where I, I've said it. I've said it before. I thought ROH was the best he's ever been used other than his, you know, and, and he had some great times in NXT. Don't get me wrong. I got to say, it's hard to shit on that NXT run at all. No, no, no. His, his NXT run was great because Triple H was such a fan of him and he loved Adam Cole and he knew how to use him. I, I get that. But ROH, I thought, did it best as well because um, it did not matter that he was being cheered. They still went on with the stories. And even still, you know, here's the thing. He would be cheered, you know, doing his Adam Cole, baby, that, that chant, and he would get, you know, pops from the crowd. But during the matchup, depending on who he would wrestle, he would get booed. Like, if, especially if he went up against Kyle O'Reilly or he went up against AJ Styles or somebody else, he would get booed throughout the matchup and he would piss off the crowd. So, I mean, to me, I, I think if, if you're, if you're going to bring in these guys, then yes, you need to use them better. I think that Danielson has been good being used as far as, you know, he's had great wrestling matches. They haven't really meant anything though. The only one that's meant anything was Kenny Omega. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, um, Danielson can get an amazing match out of Kenny Omega. Everybody knows that I cannot stand Omega, but here's the thing: Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, what what the fuck ever, right? Yeah, is one of the best there is right now, and he has the psychology knowledge to put together a fantastic match with just about anybody. Yes. But most of the people that he faces are going to be physically limited in what they can do as far as moveset, whatever. Kenny Omega lacks the psychology aspect that Brian Danielson has. But from a physical standpoint, he can do any, any, any wrestling move there is. <laughs> I was about to say he is not limited in abilities. I mean, he can clearly keep up with right. any. So you have, and, and I hate the fucking guy, and in like a get off my TV way, and I have I have to give him that and admit that. From a phys purely physical standpoint, the dude, I mean, move set wise, he can do anything, right? Yes. Um, so you put him with with Brian Danielson, and Brian Danielson fills in all the psychology gaps because he's leading the match. And it, it was magic. I mean, that I've gone back and watched that match a couple times. And I've never seen a Kenny Omega match and, and then went, I want to watch that again. Yeah, I know. You you, <laughs> you said that several times. Um, I, I I disagree with you a lot of the times on that, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, um, Christian got a good match out of him, too. So, yeah, this is true. Um, the I, first I, time. The second one, was, 
Kenny tried to do a bunch of shit he couldn't do and, and botched a lot of my stuff. Yeah, that's true. But um, no, because because I agree with you. Like, I thought like, all right, you know, good. You have the time limit draw on on that big, huge AEW dynamite that everyone still raves about uh, and stuff like that. But it's like, why didn't we go further with that? You know, why haven't we? Now, maybe they plan on that after this feud with Adam Page. I don't know. I think it's too late for Adam Page. I think that they should have done it at full, or not at full gear. They should have done that at all out if they were going to do it. Obviously, something happened with Adam Page that, you know, is very private and stuff like that. So, um, they could Well, no, he had a kid. I thought there was more to it, though. There there may be more to it. That I, That's entirely possible. But the, my thing, though, is you're looking at this whole situation. If I could sit down in a room with Tony Khan right now, I would tell him, look, man, it's wrestling booking. You have to call an audible all the time. It doesn't matter what level of the game you're at, whether you're booking a softball, you know, uh, church softball level, wrestling league, $5 wrestling, whatever, all the way up to, you know, being an a international company. Yeah, you have to be able to call an audible. Tony Khan has had two major chances to do that. They had their booking idea, you know, in the back of their mind. Hey, got this big, you know, booking idea where I want to do this whole Kenny Omega and Adam Page thing, and they're a tag team, and they split up. And we're going to tell this epic story. I get it. And then you know he's got the Dark Order helping him, and and they're you know getting him. Uh, back on his feet and he's getting his confidence back after having all his friends turn on him and he's going to triumphantly be the champion okay well the pandemic happened um he was out of commission for two months uh you gotta call an audible you got a hold of two of the biggest stars in professional wrestling i know your initial plan was to do xyz but this is professional wrestling so he, he, he went, well, I'm going to stick with it no matter what. And you can't do that. The same way that, and really this applies to this whole fucking card, because a month and a half ago, he had the card written down and was at a football game or something. And somebody snapped a photo of it and it leaked out to the internet. And the internet was like, that card sounds like garbage. He had six weeks to change it. But the card we're getting is the exact same card that was on that piece of paper. Was it really? Yeah. It's almost the exact same card, dude. God damn it, people. Get a life. <laughs> I'm sorry, but get a life. Leaking free... Okay. I, I just... I don't have any comment on well, that. Well, I mean, it, Tony Khan's dumb to be carrying around the fucking card for the pay-per-view with him at a public event. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean... <laughs> Still, come on. <laughs> it is what it is, man. I, 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 I can't get behind that. But no, no, I I hear you. Like, everyone is saying, like, hey, this is a bad card, and yet it's still the same exact card. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, obviously, dude, do you know how much I would kill to have, like, a focus group? I know that's a fucking bad word in wrestling. Where I could right. be like, hey, you know, let's just take, like, ten fans out of the audience of different backgrounds, don't know each other. Hey, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? 
most of the time in wrestling, that that doesn't happen. By the time you can know anything like that, you've already announced the match and it's too late. So yeah. he had every opportunity to switch this up, and I just think that's going to be a lesson he's going to have to learn maybe the hard way. The ratings are surely coming in and kicking the shit out of them. And, yeah, man, it's, I mean, you know, there's people out there trying to blame CM Punk. I'm like, CM Punk's a fucking draw. People love yeah. what people love everything he does, but it's the way they're using him. Let's talk about that match. I want to get this out. I fucking love Eddie Kingston. I've said it a million times. So so we got CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I thought their promo segment was fantastic. All I was the about pro- to say. I was about to say that's been ranting and raving about like all week pretty much, and with good reason. That was one of the best segments I've seen in a long time. But does Eddie Kingston not absolutely look like the babyface in this situation? In a way, but I, I'm not sure if they were necessarily intending for uh, a babyface heel thing. I think it was more just, you know, do you guys have a big disagreement kind of thing. But that's, the, I mean, there are a lot of voices on the indies. Workers, bookers. Uh, wrestling talking heads, I say this as that's what we are, um, that that want to say that that's not a thing, it's still a fucking thing. Every time you see two people across, in that, ring, across that ring from each other, people want to like the one guy and they want to dislike the other guy. Whoever they want to win, whoever their guy is, they want to like them and they want to dislike the other person. And coming into this match as somebody who's a fan of both guys, but I would easily say that I liked Punk more. There's no way I left that promo thinking, dang, man, I really hope Punk still whoops his ass. But then I start, if I take a step back and look at this objectively, I think they're going to let Eddie Kingston beat him. And I think that's a huge fucking mistake. That that would probably be a huge mistake. I don't know what they would have planned for Eddie after that. Well, here's the thing. I I think they booked themselves into a corner with this thing because they put out, I don't know if you saw it, but they put out that long article about Eddie Kingston. It was amazing. Uh, It was like, uh, Eddie Kingston doesn't belong here. And it was basically about the years and years that he spent wrestling in front of like nobody and people telling him that uh, he wasn't going to be anything and his uh, addiction issues, his alcohol issues, um, you know, and, and his depression, his mental state, his anxiety, um, you know, and, and it, it, it was like, it really, really made you feel for the guy. And I'm just like, okay, if Eddie Kingston loses this match, how much damage does that do to Eddie Kingston? Because, this is really the first time I would say that he's been in a major spotlight feud like this in AEW. If he loses, man, I think it makes him look bad. I think it makes him look really bad. I think it does a lot of damage to him. But if he wins, you've buried your cash cow. And they're already misusing Punk, in my opinion. Like, honestly, from a pure money standpoint, um, you know, you... For, for me, what would happen is Punk beats Kingston dirty. You heel turn him. 
and Adam Page wins the title, and Punk immediately goes after him. They can't do that because they booked themselves into a corner with the Eliminator Tournament. So maybe you have Brian take the belt off of Omega, and then Punk goes after him, and they get the Punk-Brian feud. You've got to find a way to put Punk into a prominent scenario quick. And and it can't be him just constantly working with these younger guys. And uh, he can't put them over, and he can't crush them. So what are you going to do? So in other words, there's nothing like this is a no-win situation, basically. I think it's going to be a great match. I just think that they've booked themselves into a damn maze as, as far as a good way to, to get out. I mean, the, the scenario I described, I think if, if Punk were to turn and, and get a dirty win in this match, um, that, could be, that could be a thing. Um, but you're still... I just don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what you do with him. Uh, it, it's, I, I know we can't keep doing what we've been doing. I know they can't keep putting him on commentary every third dynamite and you know, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I've 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 been wondering that myself. Although he is great at commentary. Yeah, he's fantastic, but here's the thing, they booked they 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 booked the biggest wrestling free agent in the world. And yeah. he had that match with Darby Allen and it's my ma- it's the match of the year for me. But where are we going next? I mean, what are we doing after that? It, ever since then, it's just been... There's no hype to anything he's doing. I, I Don't get me wrong. I, I think that this him and Kingston thing is fantastic. But, like, the audience doesn't know Eddie Kingston. This is really their introduction to him for most of the, the audience. Yeah. I know he's fantastic because I've been watching him for years. Right. You know? Right, so. and I've and, and and I've become a fan of his work. I was a fan of his work in NWA. That was really where he started to shine. Yeah, I saw him uh, all over the place, man. But I, I think where I really started paying attention to him was when he feuded with Anthony Henry and Evolve. Oh, nice! Yeah, those matches were brutal. Oh, I'll bet because both of those guys are real. They are. All right, you can say what you anyone can say what they want to about Henry. I'm just saying the guy looks like he's killing people <laughs> when he wrestles, and then you put in Kingston, who is like just <laughs> he's real. <laughs> I bet that was awesome. I need to see those. Let me tell you something I am excited about. All right, um, moving on, we have Pack and Cody Rhodes. Versus Mal with with Armed Anderson, uh, versus Malachi Black, and Andrade. Wait a minute, is, is that what people are calling him now? Armed ever, Anderson. Ever since the Glock uh, promo, he's he's been memed. Now he is Armed Anderson. That still is one of the best promos, though. I know it was so good. It was. So good. <laughs> it, was. it was. It was a classic Arn Anderson. Like. That was what was so great about it. Okay, that's great. So Malachi Black and Andrade, um, how do you say his name? Andrade El Idolo. Yeah, El I just Idolo. call him. I just call him Andrade. Yeah. So Andrade uh, versus Cody Rhodes and Pac. Oh, okay. 
I'm down for that one. I mean, they got to watch out, man, because this could be a better tag match on the show than Lucha Brothers and FTR, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I, as much as I want Cody Rose to shut the fuck up, um, everybody in this match can go. Yes. And Andrade, in my opinion, is also severely underused because I think. Uh, and, and, you know, I am, uh, I'm echoing the sentiments of one Darius Lockhart here when I say that as far as the complete package, Andrade has everything right yes. now more than anybody, I think, period, because he can cut a fucking great promo. His gimmick is fantastic. He looks like a million dollars all the yes. fucking time. And then when the bell rings, he can go. Yes. That is a once-in-a-generation superstar. Yes, I, I, I think that he should be one of the top heels. I really do. And, I mean, I, I guess that's what they're trying to shoot for. I don't know exactly. Um, I, I, I wish that he would be featured more prominent as well. That's someone who I think CM Punk should go after. Agreed. And I think he should win this match. He should get the pinfall here. Um, Malachi Black, they've done a fantastic job with him. God, I love his entrance. I, I, mean, I love everything about Malachi Black. You know me. I'm I've been a Tommy fan or Tommy N fan since day one. I've been an Alistair Black fan. I love everything about him. And the reason I like him so much is because he he wrestles in a style that he would wrestle in. You know, like yep. he does do the karate and stuff like that. But I, I heard him say in an interview, he's like He's like, the only way to make this work is if I go full in karate with it. It's like, if I was a football player, then I would do football, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I, I, dude, I'm such a fan of it. And yes, I love his entrance. I thought his entrance was great in uh, NXT, especially since, like, Malachi Black is my guy because he listens to the music that I listen to. He listens to like hardcore and metal and stuff like that. You know, I got to say this too. Like I typically don't like, um, you know, people who wrestle a heavy like strike style, um, you know, but it's typically not my thing. You know what I mean? Um, like a Steve Blackman type thing, but. Malachi Black is amazing because the way he integrates it, he he's is able to like take wrestling psychology and apply it to that style. I think better than anybody I've ever seen. Yes, maybe um, maybe Sinshi. Um, yeah, I was about to say Loki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I I should call him Loki. He was only Sinshi in what TNA, I think. Yeah, he really wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't Sinji that long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Loki is uh, is fantastic, and I'd say I, I think that Malachi Black is is basically um, the second coming of like Loki, but he also has the the presence and the gimmick. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he has his own metal clothing line. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes, fantastic. And- bunch of uh, a bunch of metal bands that i know such as like carnifex i know there's several like black metal bands and stuff like that actually go through him for clothing and stuff like that for some of their merchandise 
So he's got a lot of stuff going on. And I actually recently saw him on a podcast that was not a wrestling podcast. He was on the Punk Rock uh, NBA podcast. Uh, the guy that likes to break down why bands are famous or why this genre died or or stuff like that. Um, very big in the music scene, basically. And so uh, Alistair Black, or um, Alistair, Malachi Black is doing a lot more things other than just wrestling. Let me ask you before we move on, who do you, who do you think wins this match? I'm going, okay, so if it was me doing it, I would have either Andrade or Malachi Black get the pinfall. But knowing them, it will more than likely be Cody. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the crowd's going to boo the shit out of Pac and Cody Rhodes. I don't uh, think they'll boo Pac. Maybe not, but they'll boo the shit out of Cody. Because I love Pac. Yeah, he's, he's I, great. I, I love I love the bastard thing that he does. Yeah, yeah, they really let him shine in AEW. Yes. Um, and I just realized, dude, including the pre-show, there's five fucking tag matches on this thing. Oh wow! So overbooked, dude. So next match is Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click. Jesus. I am hyped for this match. This match makes sense. I don't have an issue with it existing. I think we've seen maybe enough of this because it's like every week it feels like, you know. But but these guys all work so well together. So I'm not like tired of it yet, but I want this to be it, right? Like, I don't want to see this match again for a really fucking long time. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that this te they tear the house down with this. Um it's interesting to see what they may do with Adam Cole in the future because I can definitely see him making a face turn and breaking off from the elite because the rumor is that Kyle O'Reilly's NXT contract is about to be up. They already have Bobby Fish. You see where I'm going with this. I see where you're going with it, but if they're, if they're going to play off history of Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole technically only in NXT are they friends well I mean not even there either because like you look at oh, Cole's last true. match yeah never mind never mind which by the way that's one of the most brutal matches of this year a, a lot of people didn't like the finish I fucking loved it I thought it was brilliant I thought it was th they thought outside the box I, I um, loved it too. I, I didn't have a problem. First of all, there has never been a bad match between those two. No, they're amazing. Uh, here's here's how I book this: Kenny Omega loses the title. Um, they turn on Adam Cole, and then Cole brings out Fish and O'Reilly, and we have a uh, Elite versus whatever the fuck they would call them because you know they can't be the Undisputed Era because you know Vince McMahon has that shit trademarked. Um, I think I think they could run that all the way up to the next pay-per-view and it gets all six of those guys something to do without being involved in any of the title stories or anything like that. Uh, I, I can see that. I would even go so far 
as to have a scenario where you have Kenny Omega and Adam Cole team up and there's a stipulation, hey, the winner of this gets the uh, or gets the title shot um, or something like that. And Adam Cole gets the pin and Kenny Omega's pissed about it. Yeah, you can do it a lot of ways. Uh, however, they want to go into the turn. Um, but uh, that's what I would do. Uh, that being said, though, it, you know, speaking of this match, I, I think that this will be good. I think, I think it's got to have a definitive finish, probably with Christian and Jurassic Express going over. I would do that, but knowing them, I would think Adam Cole's going to get the win. I mean, I I think Adam Cole, like <laughs> exactly. I think <laughs> I think maybe the Bucks can't get it done, and Cole does. You know what I mean? Um, like he's by far like the last man standing in this. I think they got to start to create some dissent there between Cole and the rest of the the elite. Yeah, but. We'll see what happens, but I'm definitely looking forward to that. I really am. So we talked about Punk and Kingston. Who do you got winning that one? Punk. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, if 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 Kingston beats him clean, they have they it, they fucked up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, what if he? What if though he? In the match, like, he rolls him up or he barely beats him. I don't know, man. I, I still think I feel, I still think that Punk's stock goes down. Because, once again, you've got a guy that most, most of your audience doesn't know anything about Eddie Kingston. Other than what they've seen over the last couple months. Right. right? They know nothing about him. So, to have him... Come in and get a fluke win over Punk does not help Punk, especially if they're going to keep Punk babyface. Now, he gets a fluke win over Punk, and Punk immediately turns heel over it and, like, beats the bejesus out of Eddie Kingston. I could see that. Yeah. That's an option. Um, A match that I am really fucking excited about, dude. Darby Allen and MJF. Yes. <laughs> I I am very excited about this one because first of all, MJF is the best heel in the business. There's nobody better. I I I I just I I truly believe that he is cuz everyone legit hates MJF. It's like a love-hate relationship basically. If I wanted to get a young wrestling fan or like somebody who's not a fan of wrestling, or maybe somebody who like stopped watching after the Attitude Era. Um, if I wanted to get them into AEW, this is a match I'd show them. Because these are both, for all intents and purposes, these are AEW originals. Yes. They are both incredibly unique, incredibly talented. They're AEW homegrown talent. And they represent the future of what this company could be. Um, and this is going to be a fantastic showcase of the two of them. I think Darby Allen is going to get the win on it, but I don't know, man. MJF has lost like every big match. It's like MJF always week to week on dynamite comes out on top. 
but then like he always loses at the pay per view, so maybe you know they'll change it up. But either way, the audience is the winner on this one. I yeah, I I was about to say though, like to me, that doesn't matter for MJF because that's kind of what he's supposed to do. Like he like he is the heel, you know. Right. The heel's gonna get made to look stupid at times. Right. But that's tradition. It doesn't really hurt MJF, to be completely honest. Yeah, exactly. Like, it hasn't hurt him since. You, you know, I mean, he, he still, you know, gets back in people's faces and stuff like that, which is basically what you want from a cockamimi heel. I eventually do want to see him have a title run, and I want to see him have a long and annoying title run. Yeah. I agree with you on that 100%. I really do. That way, you know, you when you want to build the when you want to build your very top baby face, you put him in the ring with MJF having beat him for the title, everyone's happy. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, agreed 100% on that. Uh but yeah, I think yeah, I I I think this is going to be fantastic. And Sting uh, is going to be there, and that's never a bad thing. Right, and then I'm going to see Sting at WrestleCade in a couple weeks. I'm so hyped about it. I bet you are, you lucky bastard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so that was the match I'm excited about. Let's talk about what I'm not fucking excited about. Oh, the God. Inner Circle versus American Top Team. I, I, I knew it. I knew you were going to say that, and you want to know why I knew you were going to say that? One, because you've made that very clear from day one. And two, um, I'm not excited about it. <laughs> I, I love the inner circle, but like, okay, Ethan Page, huge fan. Scorpio Sky, love his work. That's it. Nobody else on that fucking team knows how to work. I mean, yeah, I don't understand why we can't just make Scorpio Sky a single wrestler. I mean, same with Ethan Page. But here's the thing, man. And both of them, yes. Here's the thing. AEW's roster is oh, it's overbooked. It's overpacked. Uh, and here's you know here's the other thing going into this. Think about this. There's ten fucking matches on here if you include the pre-show. One of the matches has ten people in it. One of the matches has six people in it. Like there's. There's fucking five tag matches out of the ten matches on the pay-per-view. And still, like, Brian Cage isn't on this. Jane Cargill's not on this. Uh, who else? Uh, Ricky Starks is nowhere to be found. I well, mean, Ricky still is dealing with neck issues, isn't he? I think so. But it's like, you got all this, and we haven't even talked about the people that are rumored to be debuting soon. Especially, you got Bobby Fish. You've possibly got Kyle O'Reilly coming in soon. At some point, man, they are going to have to trim some fat. Yeah, they're going to. And and they shouldn't feel bad about that because, again, there's now other places. There is MLW and NWA, and I'm telling you, they are clamoring at the bits. You know, NWA is fixing to come back here to Atlanta, Georgia, to the GPB studios, and they're fixing to film a brand new television show. And hopefully to God, the studio wrestling feel is coming back because I loved that when I was watching uh, 
NWA on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but that, 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 that's just me. Um, so yes, I agree. They're going to have to trim the fat eventually. Yeah. Agreed. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I know, don't man. Really have much to say about that one either, because it, to be honest, I, I just did not care. I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't care about this match. They, they got to get junior dos Santos the fuck out of there. I think they'll do some hokey spot with him. And then, you know, they're probably going to try to do a him and Jake Hager, like MMA spot or something. And I don't know, man, I'm fuck this whole match. Out. I don't I don't care who wins. I hope it's inner circle because they're great and like Dan Lambert is just I mean, don't get me wrong, he, as far as that loud mouth heel, he's good at it, but I think half the time his promos are about shit that the crowd is like, What the fuck is he talking about? I would rather see Tom Waller. Yeah, I d I don't I don't get it. Um but yeah, uh winner in this match, uh the concession stands. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see what else we got here. We have... We'll get another fucking tag match out of the way. Uh, although this one will be good. The Lucha Brothers uh, and uh, versus FTR, man. I think... I think we're going to get a title change here. You think so? I think FTR is going to beat him. Maybe not. I mean... Here's the thing. This is kind of like Darby and MJF. It's like we win no matter what, you know. But if I had to call it, I would say that we're going to get an FTR win because uh, the Lucha Brothers, man, have been so heavily featured since AEW started. They are incredibly over as the tag champs, but it's just like I, I think that FTR having the belts and having a team chase them would be a much more uh entertaining prospect than seeing the lucha brothers with the titles i think so too and and i think that you're missing out on some opportunities you know to do even more stuff with the lucha brothers not even just as a tag team but as singles um because th that's the thing about the lucha brothers that i've always said is very impressive i'm like those guys can get booked anywhere because you can literally use them in any scenario you can use them in singles and you can use them as in tags you can put them in any story and they will work pretty much yeah. i mean they're they're international like in every sense of the word dude they're gonna be at triple mania uh, I mean, you know, they can go anywhere in the world and demand top dollar because they and are I that damn also, good. I've also said this too. I truly believe Pentagon, yes, but Ray Phoenix more so. I don't believe he's human. No, I like th there are people that I look at and I'm just like, that guy's not human. Ricochet is one of them, and Ray Phoenix is another one. I do not believe those guys are injected with human blood. They are injected with something else. There is something else in them because I, I've i never seen anyone do the moves that they do. Dude, I fucking wish that WWE would go ahead and fucking release Ricochet and yes. fucking release Cedric, so, unless they're going to bring the Hurt Business back. Fucking release those guys so we can get them somewhere where they can like do things. Ricochet's not going to be in his prime forever. Neither is Cedric. Exactly. And Will Ospreay was on the Jericho cruise. 
Although that Claymore kick from uh, uh, Drew McIntyre to Ricochet this past Friday, <laughs> that was that was so cool. See, you could be making that up right now, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, I, he, he so Ricochet did his thing where he goes and he flips off of the rope, and then Drew comes and catches him with a Claymore kick, and I was and I I even jumped out of my seat. I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I believe you. I'm just saying. That's how distant I am from WWE as a product. Like I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch the Roman and Brock match at Crown Jewel, and well, that's like the only thing I've cared about. Yeah. Well, here, here's here's how I know that I get paid to do SmackDown now. So. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. If I was getting paid, <laughs> um, who who are you calling to win this one? I know this one's tough. I don't know. I'm going to go with FTR dirty win. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, okay, so we got uh, three matches left to talk about here. Uh, let's talk about one that I just don't give a single shit about. Uh, Britt Baker versus uh, Tay Conti. Uh, yeah, I, I, I forgot that this match was happening, to be honest. <laughs> What the fuck is... I mean, Anna Jay is fantastic. Why isn't she in the match? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... I get what they're trying to do with Britt Baker on this heel run. They're really, honestly, establishing the AEW women's title right now because the women's division, as much as I like Hikaru Shida, the women's division was absolutely dog shit up until the point where Britt Baker became the champion. But, like, can we please get somebody in there across from her who can work? Because I think Britt Baker is great, but I do not think that she can carry some of the people that are... I don't think she can carry even 70% of the people that are on the women's roster for AEW. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I just like Britt Baker seeing the segments with Tony Schiavone and stuff like that. <laughs> so. I mean, that's fine. I think she's a great character, but it's like, why? I mean, once again, why are you not pushing Thunder Rosa? Why are you not pushing Anna Jay? Like, why are you not pushing these people who can get in there and get the job done and put on these Hell, fantastic matches? Lander, I thought yeah. did a good job. She at least got a pay-per-view title shot, and I think Statlander's great. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's no way Tay Conti walks out with that title. No, no chance whatsoever. Fuck it. No. <laughs> um, okay. This could this match. I feel there's some bangers on here. There's some matches I don't give a shit about. There's some bangers. I think this match could steal the damn show. Brian Danielson and Miro. Yes. Yes. And it was what's funny about this is this is a straight WWE match. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I think they are going to beat the ever loving shit out of each other. Yes, um, I, I'll say this: I think one of the people that they have used right ever since coming to AEW has been Miro. He As- has found a new he has found a new itch in life uh, at AEW, and he has done amazing. He has shown that like. He is showing WWE basically that like, hey, you had me and you could have used me like this. 
I won't say since he came to AEW. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I shouldn't he, say since. When he first came over, they had him doing that comedy shit, and it was not cool. But ever since they put him, like, ad, had him actually be, like, a monster heel, and they put the title on him and all that shit, he was, he's been fantastic. Um, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way he wins this match. I think Danielson beats him. But like, I think they're going to beat the shit out of each other. It's going to be a fucking spectacle. I was about to say, I mean, does it really matter who wins, like, in this one as well? Like, to me, this we all win. Well, it only matters because the winner gets a title shot. Oh, well, yeah. But, I I mean, to me, they've been setting up Danielson to go straight to the top already. So, Right. Yeah, I mean, Miro wasn't even in this tournament. They only put him in there because Moxley, you know, had to drop out. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I can't wait for it because, first of all, I'm such a Brian Danielson fan, uh, and I love anything that he does. He's one again. Brian Danielson, I think, will be one of those wrestlers that, in history, like Eddie Guerrero, like Shawn Michaels, like Bret Hart, like a lot of other people that you just cannot have a bad match. There is not a bad Brian Danielson match. There just isn't. He's very good at what he does. And yeah, yes. I think I think this this is going to tear the house down. Uh, I know they're going to pull out all the stops. Hopefully this pay-per-view doesn't end up being 17 hours long. Uh, <laughs> but hey. Um, okay. Uh, the main event. We have Kenny Omega with Don Callis, which, why the fuck is Don Callis still around? But okay. Uh, versus Hangman Adam Page. I think I that mean, these I, two... I, I am excited for it. I think these two are going to try to get all of their shit in because, unfortunately, to them and their ilk, they think that the more epic a match is the more moves they need to do in their move set when these guys not Adam page so much, but Kenny Omega's like, I got to do 72 different wrestling moves. Every time I get in the ring, this, they see this as like the pinnacle of their feud, which it is. They should never, I don't want to see these two wrestle again for a long time after this. Uh, so I feel like they're both going to be like, Oh, we have to pull out all the stops. We have to do all these fucking moves. I hope that's not the case. I would love it. If if Paige is going to win, this is how I want it. One fucking buckshot lariat. One. And, and Kenny's done. I think he goes for it a couple times. Maybe even he gets it once but doesn't get all of it. Like he doesn't hit it all the way if they want to go that route. But that's hard to do with that move. So let's say that every time he hits it, Kenny's got it, you know, got it scouted, right? I want to see I want to see him kick out of the one-winged angel. I want to see one layer buckshot lariat for to win the match. If they go with Paige winning. And I'm not saying that's the outcome I want. I'm just saying if it goes that way, I don't want to see this fucking WWE we're going to kick out of each other's finishers 30 times shit. <laughs> I'm hoping that they don't do that, but I got a feeling that they'll do that. <laughs> well, because the thing about the buckshot lariat, 
I, to my knowledge, no one's kicked from it. No, I, yeah, I, I don't think anyone has kicked out of it actually. Yeah, so, they've yeah, really I, built it. I think that I think that um, that should be the story of the matchup. That uh, you know, if if Adam hits the buckshot lariat, it's over. Um, but Kenny, he should definitely go for it though. But Kenny should block it at least like two or three times. Yeah, that, they can do a bunch of stuff. Kenny can roll through it. Uh, you know, they could even they can have uh, honestly. Um, they can have Omega reverse this into all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, he can reverse it. I mean, Omega, from a physical standpoint, is good enough that he can reverse that shit into the one-winged angel. He, yeah. can, he can grab him right out of the damn uh, springboard. Right, well, it's not technically a springboard, but he can grab him right out of the damn flip into it. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's easily something they could do. But I, I think that this will be a good match. I think it's going to have a hard time following some of this stuff, though, because here's the thing, man. If you don't count the pre-show, we got nine matches, four tags, one of them is a 10-man. If this pay-per-view, I don't know what time it starts. Maybe I should, maybe I should know that, right? 7.30. 7.30. Is, is that the pre-show, 7.30? Yes. Okay. So the main show goes on at 8.00. There's no fucking way this match starts before 10 o'clock. Yeah. It may not start before 11 o'clock, dude. That crowd is going to be fucking tired. And I don't think that these guys are going to be like, um, maybe we should shorten the match up because the crowd's going to be fucking dead. So I worry about that, but we'll see, man. We will see. I, 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 I would love to have these guys just have this absolutely crazy match. I think if Adam Page does win in the fashion I just talked about, I think this would be a knockdown, drag out, awesome moment for him too. Um, but who do you think is going to pull out? Do you think Omega will retain? I think so just because I believe that what they're setting up for is Danielson Omega 2. Honestly, I think they would be I, – I think that they need to do that. The only way that I don't think that happens is if you maybe move Danielson to work with Cole. Uh, that would be fantastic. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and then maybe, you know, you move Punk to work with MJF. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know where they go with it. But I, I, but I, I don't want. Uh, I don't know, man. I, if I have my pick, I want Omega to retain. I want, I want uh, Daniels to take I the title. Say that in my life. <laughs> well, the one time I fucking want him to retain, they, they'll, they'll, they'll drop it to Adam Page, and, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think this is a lose lose scenario. If the match is fantastic and they do it like I said, um, yeah, Adam Page out. Obviously, I, I it will be a huge moment for him. Yeah, and and if they book him well after that, I think he'd be a great champion. Hell, I I was clamoring for him to win his title fucking four months ago. A lot of people were. You know, I I think, but you know, it, it's like it's become this meme with the you know the AEW fans were the, like you know when I say AEW fans, I mean like the really hardcore core people were like. Oh, long-term storytelling. That was the thing that they kept 
emphasizing over and over and over as the ratings just fucking stagnated before they got punk. And then it's like you lost Adam Page for months. He comes back to a, the audience is bigger, but they don't know who he is. It's, it's just, I, you know, this is not a good example of long-form storytelling. It just isn't. I, I hope that, uh, that Paige will, will still be in a, a situation where he gets this huge reaction. And like I said, if they do put the belt on him, I think it'll be a big moment. If for nothing else other than that, people really hate Kenny. Yeah. That, I mean, I, we'll see what happens. I, I am looking forward to, uh, to a lot of uh, what's going to happen. The, the, like I said, there's some that I'm not looking forward to, but I am looking forward to, to the world title match. I'm looking forward to Danielson and Miro. I'm looking forward to Punk and Kingston, uh, even though, you know, that could go several different ways. I'm looking forward to MJF and Darby Allen. And I'm looking forward to uh, Lucha Brothers and FDR and the uh, Super Click versus um, uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. If I was booking it, those would be the only matches on the card. I would eliminate half of the card and I would just book those matches and I would open it up with the Super Click versus... uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Hell, I, I think I think just I think a minor um, change that that could fix a lot of problems with this card. Take this stupid fucking pre-show match out. Make the ten man tag. Put that on the pre-show. Yeah, because then you can go out and advertise. Hey, Chris Jericho is going to be on the pre-show. So maybe you get some people to tune in and buy the damn pay-per-view that are, you know, maybe not, don't know about AEW, aren't sold on it yet, but it's like, oh man, they got Chris Jericho, you know what I mean? And then they can see, you know, there's a lot of people in this match that can work, that can get a good match out of it. Hell, maybe the same thing with Junior Dos Santos. He's probably still got a good following, you know, as far as MMA goes. Yeah. Um, You know, I just, I think there's a lot you could do with that by moving this damn 10 man off the car. Cause I'm telling you right now that 10 man is going to slow this car down. I, if they put it semi main, that's the best thing they could do. And I'm, I'm going to be bored out my damn mind. But if they put it semi main, then at least the crowd will have time to go to the restroom and go get some concessions for the main event. Well, watch them open it with it. That, that would be okay. Um, no, man. If they shove it in the middle of this thing, though, it's going to fuck up whatever momentum they have. Yeah. Um, I I predict that they will open um, either with that or they will go straight for uh, Danielson Miro. We'll see, man. Uh, like I said, the, 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 there is a lot of stuff, though, that I'm looking forward to, and, and there is a lot to look forward to. And again, we haven't even talked about the possibilities of who might show up. Exactly. We've some of it, but we haven't, but there's a lot of people that might show up. Do we get Bray Wyatt? I think yes. I think yes, too. I don't know how you get him, but I think yes. I think there's a couple things you could do here. 
Um, you could have, you could do the, the dirty win with Punk. You you could have him turn heel in the match, and get the dirty win on Kingston. Lights go out. Wyatt versus Punk. I mean that's money. Um, you could, uh, you could do a lot with it, man. I, I think you could even have a scenario where. Uh, he comes out and helps MJF. Maybe they want to use him as a heel and then bridge this into a him versus Darby Allen thing because there's that's money. Yes, yes, it would be. Um, there's a bunch of things you could do. You could put him with the Dark Order, which is what everyone thinks logically is, is going to happen. Um, I don't think so right off the bat, but who knows? Um, I... I you, you, there is a bunch of things you could do with them. Um, I, I, he would be the one that I would think most likely shows up. I can't really think of anyone that was released recently that would show up because a lot of them can't show up right now. Most of them only have, have 30 day non-competes, but even then that's, that's outside the parameters of being able to be on this show. Exactly. I, I think I think we definitely get Bray. I would like to see him in something much more akin to the like you know Swamp Guy gimmick that he originally did with the Wyatt family with the Lantern and all that stuff. I do not want to see anything fiend esque because Jesus God, I mean, did the man have a single feud or encounter as that character that was not a fucking joke? Yeah. <laughs> it started off great. Well, yeah, with the Firefly Funhouse Fun stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, you could argue that the whole thing with him and Cena, um, you know, I did not like that cinematic match, but a lot of people did. But, like, Christ, man, that's the best example for sure. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, but who knows, man? Um, I'm looking forward to it though. You know, again, it's, it's another pay-per-view that's not WWE. Um, you know, so, and you know, we've, we've run down the card and everything like that. And, and, and we've said this and that about it, but you know, the last pay-per-view that AEW had was one of the best pay-per-views in years. So, I agree. you know, who knows what they have in store? Maybe they have something big in store and, uh, you know, they're just waiting to unveil it. Who knows? We'll see, man. I, I, I'm excited to see it either way. I mean, and that's, once again, you know, I've said this a million times. It's like, that they have, even if I might be, might completely disagree with some of the booking, I'm still watching. And that's exactly. something. And it's unlike WWE where it's like, I'm so far tuned out of that. Like, the stuff in WWE that interests me the most interests me about the same as that pre-show tag match does. Yeah. Not at all. And that match has got Thunder Rosa in it, so at least there's that. Um, so, yeah, I put that above whatever the fuck WWE is doing that I could care less about. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, guys, make sure to uh, check back in with us next week. We're going to watch this. We're going to come back. We're going to give our thoughts about it see if we were right or wrong uh, about our predictions and hell, maybe they will blow us away. Uh, I'm, 
completely prepared to shove my foot in my mouth uh, if uh, you know I, the pay-per-view just blows me away. Hell, I would love to be wrong about some of this stuff. Maybe some of these matches that I think aren't going to be that great will will you know knock it out of the park. But we'll see, man. Uh, you know, right here next week, we'll be right back with our review. Caleb, man, thank you for joining me once again. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me as always. Absolutely. And for everybody watching at home, don't forget, this has been an evolved preview.